Back again on Radio Row. We've been talking football and Colts and quarterbacks and drafts and left tackles. Now we're going to talk about things that I think are a little bit more important. Let's talk about civic pride. Let's talk about what Indianapolis means to the NFL and a big reason why the Combine is here and why it's been here every year since 1987 is because of the great folks at Visit Indy, the great job that they do in terms of bringing in big conventions, big-time events, and that's what Chris Gall does. He is the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Visit Indy. He's a lifelong Hoosier. He's been on with us in the past. It's great to see you again, my friend. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. Great to be here. It's fun to see the uh, Indiana Convention Center dressed up again for the NFL. Yeah. And the epicenter of the football universe is in Indianapolis, Indiana. You know how much work and behind-the-scenes efforting goes into this so when you actually see it when you see radio row lit up the way that it is when you see lucas oil stadium outfitted for the combine and all the bars and the hotels and the restaurants at night the hustle and bustle does i mean talk about that warm fuzzy feeling that you get seeing all of that there's a sense of pride yeah utter pride that we are as a city part of making history in that this is the 35th anniversary of hosting this event and uh, for those listening many of we've seen it grow up as as the event has grown so has the city around it and uh, there's a sense of of reward and pride when you see it now uh, working year-round for this moment and then boom here they are and here are all the prospects it's it's very rewarding Mm -hmm. and seeing the the descent of NFL media, NFL personnel, prospects, all coming to the central location in downtown Indianapolis. When you see, you said you've seen the combine grow up from where it was to where it is now. What what sense do you get of just how important this event has become, not only for downtown Indianapolis and the NFL, but just for the people involved in it? There is the civic pride piece is real. Uh, we know that, and that's changed a little bit, and I'll tell you why. So, so we win as a city because it's $10 million in economic impact. Mm-hmm. We win as a city because uh, a 1,000 national media have descended here, and they're talking about what's happening on the field. Mm-hmm. They're talking about transactions and profiles. They're also talking about their experience, and that's invaluable media exposure. Yep. The other piece of that is I think Hoosiers and Central Indiana residents go, wow, the combine is here again, and now we have an outlet finally to have that civic pride pointed where you can actually go inside the stadium Mm -hmm. and have an inside look you can sit 100 level 200 level uh, section of the stadium and watch (laughs) up close five years ago that's not happening i know we actually talked about that why do you think that is why do you think the nfl just kind of switched from don't you dare look behind that curtain this is fort knox you have to have the right 17 passcodes to get inside the convention center to now we're going to serve you a hot dog when you watch this thing for free live and in person. It's because the popularity of the NFL increases, and they, they've, they realize that this is another activation, like the draft, like the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. to extend the brand of the NFL year-round. And if you have all the big media personalities, if you have all the coaches and owners, the commissioner, if you have everyone together— why wouldn't you want fans to experience it outside of the NFL network right. and watching on TV? And, and so it's taken years of conditioning them that when you're ready, we're happy as a city to let people watch the bench press in person. Uh-huh. We're happy as a city for you to go in the 100 level of Lucas Oil, <laughs> grab your beer, take out your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of years ago, we baited this. You had to hand your cell phone in. A couple hundred people sat in the 300 level. You couldn't talk. 
you couldn't talk and you couldn't drink and you couldn't no FOMO no fear of missing out with your cell phone now they're saying we want you to be there yeah. it's because the NFL realizes this is a unique event like the draft in the Super Bowl I think it's interesting that you know the conversations I've had with my colleagues in the media hearing from coaches hearing from GMs not a single one of them has had a bad word to say about the the showcase Indianapolis puts on and the setup for the combine not just for a logistical standpoint for the actual work that goes on here at the combine but because you get to you know go to St. Elmo's and Prime and try some of the really neat restaurants downtown you stay at the hotels that are all interconnected it just seems like such a a perfect place to host this event it's almost like and again we, we were kind of built for this type of event if you think about the media largely saying the JW Marriott mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, think in your mind, you, you picture them walking through the climate-controlled skywalk. They don't go outside. They hit the convention center. They see all their friends. They do business. They come in here, radio row, do a hit or two, over to the bench press, press availability, and without going outside, you're in Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're an owner, if you're a coach, if you're a prospect, you don't leave this one roof. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing when you are charged with getting 350 athletes. All the responsibility. Yep. Yeah. In four days. Yeah. Medical, uh, et cetera. Did you know when we built the stadium, it was not only for the Colts and the NCAA, it was for the combine. Didn't know that, yeah. Well, and, and I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are fiber optic cables that run from Lucas Oil Stadium to IU Health, so that's it's instant in it, real time, the, the medical evaluations. You're exactly right. And that's a piece, you know, that's the intangible. We thought ahead of time to have that piece so that imaging could be done real time in Lucas Oil Stadium with IU Health mm-hmm. so that team owner, that team coach would know, is this, is this guy healthy or not? Yeah. Well, here you go. Yep. All right. I, I mean, that's, we've, we've talked about the great things. Uh, the not-so-great thing is, is that it's a real threat that, that Indianapolis could lose this. How, how much of a real threat is that from your standpoint? No, it's real. And so cities compete each day for major events and conventions, and, and we're no different. And uh, they've never put it out to bid, the NFL. This has always been ours to steward and grow. We feel like we've done an excellent job. Uh, they put it out to bid, and, and their request was respond. And, and so in the summer, we did. The good news is we made the final three. So it's Dallas, Los Angeles, and Indy. We have been working with a sense of urgency since June to fine-tune how we put our best foot forward so that in the next couple of weeks, we'll submit a bid, mm-hmm. a competitive mm-hmm. bid. And the bid will be to keep it here for 23 and 24. That's their bid cycle. And in the coming weeks, we'll submit that, and we hope to be the front runner. And then in a, by the uh, uh, early summer, we would anticipate knowing whether this event stays in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and grows or is given to another city. Is, is 23 and 24 a package deal? Or are those separate? Great question. Could be separate. We view them as similar in that if you think about pulling this event off in less now t- less than 12 uh, months, uh-huh. yeah. that's pretty arduous for a new mm-hmm. city to step in. Right. So there's a, there's a train of thought that with our team that 23 could be Indianapolis's and maybe 24, but yeah. we view them as a package because it, it, it's so hard logistically to pull this off. Do, do you believe that because you've done such a good job putting on the combine for so long, that it's now become this asset for the NFL to say, Great question. hey, we could move it. Are you a detriment to yourself? <laughs> we are. <laughs> and there's not another another uh, franchise in major city that doesn't want it. It has all right. the trimmings of what you want for a major event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you, you talk about how you have to fine-tune it. 
what does that mean? So the way the prospects move and how they're evaluated and how many imaging uh, they have to go through and how many battery of tests. Uh, candidly, it's the fan component now. This is new, so we have about 10 to 12,000 people who are right now going into the stadium. That's new this year. Mm -hmm. So how do you move them safely through, through, through security and ushering? How do you get them fed? Mm -hmm. um, there's a level of security you have to put in place. So that's, that's one of those fine-tuned tune pieces. The bench press has changed in terms of fans inside now and outside. Mm -hmm. there, there are little pieces when you look at moving people safely through your city. Mm -hmm. And um, the prospects are A number one. I mean, that's why this event exists. And we have to never forget that these college athletes are nervous and anxious, and they're, and they're trying out for a job. But, you know, when you talk about moving people safely and you're talking about the prospects being the most important thing. I mean, that to me is one of the biggest benefits of the Combine being here is that you can move them safely. They don't ever have to leave this roof, and they don't, you know, the, the Tunnel Luke Soil Stadium, and they can come back. And to me, that part of it, just the ease, because you said they're nervous. This is the biggest job interview they've ever had, and they don't, they don't have to worry about where am I going, how can I get there. I'll let you in. Our, our, our current train of thought is one city, one roof. <laughs> okay. I like it. Yes. So, yes. So, so why would you split medical and, 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 and anything else? Keep it here, one city. Why would you want to not have everything under the same roof? Mm -hmm. You don't have to go outside. And so the convenience factor plays to the prospects piece. It plays to the, the media's piece. It's easy. Mm -hmm. And if you're an owner or GM and you're looking to do business, you're literally under one roof. When you were putting together the, the presentation, uh, the sales pitch, if you will, to the NFL, on why Indianapolis should continue to, to host the event. How much help are you getting from all the other businesses that, that benefit from this, right? The, the St. Elmo's, the hotels, the bars. When you're asking them for, I don't know what the right word is, yeah. swag. I mean, is everybody easy, ready to jump on board and help and, and do their part because they know how much this means to everybody? They do instinctively. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it starts with the Ursay family and the Colts, period, exclamation point. They have so much time and effort and, and, and energy into this event and behind the scenes working with us to retain it. And behind the scenes from the Ursays uh, uh, to Pete Ward to Chris Ballard, they're all engaged. They're all engaged. That's not at every franchise. Mm -hmm. They take this seriously and, and they're, com they're competing with us. When you look at the Indiana Sports Corporation, the facilities we're in, the hotels, the restaurants, everyone knows when the combine comes, they'll benefit economically. They also know it's ours to lose. So we roll out the red carpet again and again. And we are a city that rallies for these big events. In fact, two weeks ago, we had training to prepare for the combine with our frontline hospitality workforce. Last week, we had another module, get ready, here's what to expect, staff up, be ready. And so we, we kind of formalize Hoosier Hospitality to make sure that that server and that housekeeper is ready <laughs> so that every corner you, you feel welcomed here. I mean, you should just look at the league and say, we pulled off an entire NCAA tournament. Yeah. The entire tournament, 68 teams were here. Like, mic drop. Like, what else do you want from us? There, there's a mic drop there. Um, 35 years of growing the event. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, congruently to this, we have the Big Ten just a couple of steps away yeah. coming yep. and going. It, we can pull off these events. We are an enemy of our own success in that. It's been such a um, big marketing ploy to land this event that other cities are like, we want that, we need that, it's mm -hmm. unfair. Rotate it like the draft, rotate it like the Super Bowl. So in, in that regard, we've been kind of fortunate that it hasn't been out for bid for 35 years, mm -hmm. and this is the first time it's, it's gone through I it. I mean, do, do you feel like that cable subscriber that's been with 
you know, <laughs> X company for 30 years and all of a sudden they're hiking the rates on you? Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, and, and, and again, we compete every year for conventions and trade shows and major <laughs> That's major a bad events. analogy. No, I know, I, because I, yeah. I've currently, I went through that not too long ago, oh, yeah, and yeah. I felt <laughs> defensive, Yeah, and I felt like, um, why, why would you even have to go through this process? Yeah. But at the end of the day, there are 32 clubs, 32 teams with 32 owners, and 32 tourism boards in other cities that say, why in the world mm-hmm. can't we have it? But this isn't just some convention. Correct. I mean, this is, you think about the amount of people that are here. And now, you, like you mentioned, the fan aspect of it, the planning that goes into it. If you just, if you drop this into another city, a year might not be enough time to plan it. You're right. You, you talk to Jeff Foster, who runs the Combine. Mm-hmm. He is, he is uh, He's, he, he survives and his team survives to pull off these next four days. It literally takes him a year of preparation because there's the health component. Within the health component, there's imaging and scans. Mm-hmm. There's the evaluation on field. You have to hit the mark. So when the 40-yard dash, when athlete A is running the 40-yard dash, is the NFL network ready to cover that? Okay, mm-hmm. that takes logistics. Oh, that, yeah. That's not like, oh, hey, yeah. let's go put our cameras up and go run around. He's a TV producer, too. He is a TV producer. And then, again, these are student college athletes. And yeah. how do you protect them and keep them safe? The, the matrix of when you look at Jeff's board of how this event is pulled off from the Combine's perspective, it takes a year to plan. Mm-hmm. This is not a uh, uh, set up, set down, uh, can do this. It, there's an efficiency piece that this one roof um, gives us that competitive edge on. Are you getting a, a feel, a sense of, of how Dallas and Los Angeles would, would try to replicate this uh, downtown compact feel? Yes. And, in fact, we know they're here on the ground. And that's one of the hardest things when you're selling a city and marketing spies. a city. Yeah. We know for a fact uh, Dallas and L.A. are here. The, the visit indies, if you will, the, the right. franchises, they're actively meeting because they're finalists. And they're walking the space and they're taking notes and they're taking photos and they're taking videos and they're starting to think about how could we do this bigger or better. And that's, you know, that that stings mm-hmm. because we know we have a fierce competition. Um, we also know because we've done our homework where we think they're going to land with their bids. We know what they're going to propose, we think. And so we know how to propose around that, if you will. Um, and in and, and both our viable cities, L.A. just coming off a very successful Super Bowl, uh-huh. all-time high with the NFL and the league. I think that plays, plays to their stronghold. Um, Jerry Jones is very influential in the NFL, and they have a lot of space and physical space and warm weather. So that, that's their competitive edge, and yeah. they've never had it, and they want it. And they've built uh, facilities outside of their, their main stadium mm-hmm. that play to the combine. So both are, are, are formidable uh, opponents, if you will. See, the thing I love about the combine is, I mean, it's, it is downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it take, I mean, in Dallas, I mean, no disrespect, right? I mean, I understand I'm a lifelong Hoosier and, and I'm, I'm biased. But I just feel like if you go out there, it's just another drop in the bucket it's just something else going on in fact you probably don't know what's going on and that's part of our pitch is also that you own the city from the airport to the uber ride to the entire one roof from the jw all the hotels the convention center the stadium there's no other party in town right we know there is big 10 doesn't feel that way Mm -hmm. it's kind of sections of our downtown Mm -hmm. specific for the combine and that camaraderie you can feel Mm -hmm. you've walked these halls right outside here you see your friends. You see, hey, what's going on? It's, it's like 
that one roof concept keeps everyone um the camaraderie going and i think that's another piece of this and people enjoy that you Mm -hmm. want to see your friends when you're at the combine that's uh, that's the thing i would miss the most is i i you know i hadn't been back here in two years because obviously last year was canceled because of the pandemic but i i walked back into the convention center i immediately knew, knew where i was going i immediately saw a bunch of my friends in the media been able to just kind of walk the halls and you're always running into someone you're absolutely right the camaraderie this you know we're sitting here on radio row saying hi to people um, you know, we were doing our podcast the other day, and Matt Eberflus walks by and comes and says hi. And just everyone being in the, uh, you know, like you said, under that one roof, really, it, it lends itself to the event being so much more enjoyable mm-hmm. outside of the, you know, the actual work that's being done here. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting as we unfold in the next three or four weeks, and then it gets taken over to the NFL to, to, to debate. Um, we're, we're cautiously optimistic. I'll tell you, we're, we're watching how many people step inside Lucas Oil Stadium for this fan experience. It's mm-hmm. free. Uh, we know entire foot, high school football teams are coming downtown. They've mm-hmm. never been able to do this. Can yeah. you imagine an entire high school football team <laughs> is going to get on bus? They're going to come downtown. Cool. They're going to go in, and, and they're going to get chills because they're going to say, is that going to be me one This day? is the process, yep. yeah. They're not going to watch it on TV. They're going to watch it live in person. Yeah. That's well, powerful. And, and I know tickets, you can't find them. Nope. You know? <laughs> Within 48 hours, that free ticket was gone. That's cool. Yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot, and I don't want you to say anything that you, you can't say or shouldn't say, but is there a process? Is there a thought if if Indianapolis does lose this, what the strategy would be? Yeah, sure, Matt. That's a great question. We we do. If, if the combine doesn't stay, we feel, uh, and regardless, but we feel especially strong that the NFL draft should be firmly placed in our city. We do. Congruently to this, simultaneously to this combine retention strategy in working with the sports corps and the Colts, mm-hmm. we're thinking about the NFL draft. We know we can do it. Mm-hmm. It's advantageous for us to think towards the horizon. And so simultaneously, we're thinking about the draft. And what year could that go? And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And that would be interesting. By the way, it would be interesting if uh, a prospect's journey started in Indianapolis mm-hmm. at the combine and mm-hmm. ended with the draft. Mm-hmm. That would be. Okay. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also thinking about the Super Bowl again. Yeah, it's been 10 years. We've celebrated that win. And so another you know, ripple effect of hosting this is the fact that they, all the NFL brass is here and they see our city. And when we go out for a draft, when we go out for another Super Bowl, they're conditioned to understand Indianapolis mm-hmm. as a host city. So if it's a no from the combine, I think it strengthens our bid for the draft mm-hmm. and strengthens mm-hmm. our bid for a Super Bowl because we have been a steward of the NFL and their combine. We've helped grow it. We've been lauded for it. And so in the event they choose to move it sooner than later, uh, not out of consolation but out of respect, we do feel like we'll be ready to host a draft in another Super Bowl. I, I can sit here and talk to you all day. If you need to go, just tell me because <laughs> I will continue to ask questions because I love this city. What are the common myths that exist when it comes to people that say Indianapolis will never host another Super Bowl? Why... why why do they say that, and what's true and what's false? Well, another great question. I think, um, is there an appetite to raise the funds locally to do it again? You know, there, we, we've com- our communities put a collective fundraising in a good way behind the NBA All-Star Game, the College Football Playoff National Championship, and March Madness in totality. Okay. That takes public-private partnerships and dollars. So there is one thought on, like, you know, how much money does it take to raise to go 
host another Super Bowl. It's not insignificant. So some, you know, should we continue to diversify our sports for portfolio, which is led by the Indiana Sports Corps and, 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 and Team Indy? It's like, you know what, maybe we want to go out and put more effort and energy into another major sporting event. There are others are saying, look, we, we did it so well. Why would we ever try to do it? Is it possible to do it any better? You know, is, is it a one and done? I don't think we're thinking that way. I think we think we're a viable city. We're a growing city. We're going to add more hotels, more convention center space. We have new restaurants. At some point, naturally, organically, with only 32 teams, yeah. it's got to come back to Indy. It's a question of cleaning up the calendar and really moving pieces around so that you have clean dates and time. And it's a meaningful, meaningful pitch. And uh, Mr. Ursay's behind it. We know the, the Colts are behind it. It's just when. Another myth is Lucas Oil Stadium. It's 14 years old now. People say you're only going to get it unless you build a new stadium. Is that true or false? That's false. Uh, we know there's precedent that, that while shiny stadiums do attract Super Bowls, uh-huh. uh, those that are uh, slightly tenured continue to attract Super Bowls. And, and so it's really about how many hotel rooms you can offer, Okay. what is the fan-facing components, i.e. Georgia Street, and um, how can the NFL activate its sponsors? We have that footprint. It's all here downtown Indy, almost like a city built from scratch for the NFL to, uh, to, 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 to rally around. Mm-hmm. So Lucas Oil's in great shape. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Capital Improvement Board, who owns and operates it, has invested money into digital scoreboards uh-huh. and new seats, new turf. Yep. Uh, new suites. It's not like it's set idle for these mm-hmm. years. It's been uh, improved no doubt. With, with true capital investments. All right, last one. NCAA title game, football game. Did it go well? It looked like it went off without a hitch. It went near perfection. I got to tell you, the, the team uh, who, who pulled this off, they, we, we bid to host it in 2017. Mm-hmm. And the team just rallied and planned it and executed it amidst a pandemic. It was more than a game with a legacy project with public art. Uh, with kids learning and reading, with teachers being uh, uh, lauded. It, it, it was a win. And the CFP, based in Dallas, said, thank you, we'll be calling you again. And that's the ultimate compliment. Yeah, it is. That's a game that's coming back. Yeah. That's another one where the team rallied, and, and, and so many years from now you'll see us say, wow, we're going after it again. We, we're successful. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And, and, that was, and it was a good football game. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. <laughs> you think? It was, and, I, you, and you had Peyton. I stayed up past my bedtime for that bad boy. <laughs> and you had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck yeah. both inside <laughs> uh-huh. Lucas Oil Stadium, <laughs> yep. and it felt awesome. Yeah. Blast from the past right there. Well, when it comes to the Combine or the Super Bowl or any other big convention coming to town, if you need more hotel Thank space, you. Casey's got a, That's right. he's got an extra bedroom. JJ's got an extra bedroom. We'll just uh-huh. kick the twins out for a night. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. No, that'll go over great. Yeah. But if it, mean, if it means we get to host the Combine That's again, they, they can go they sleep can stay, at Grandma and Grandpa's. Grandma's house for a night. That's dedication. Airbnb, right? That's dedication. <laughs> Matt, team. Always enjoy listening. I appreciate your Colts it. coverage and what you do, and, and for your advocacy for Indy, it means a lot. Yeah, thank you so much for stopping by. Chris. All right, God bless. Thank you so much.